way back in the beginning of the podcast, episode 26, I talked about food addiction and attachment to food, the legacy of food in my ancestry, and how uh, to clear some beliefs around food, nourishment, having a healthy relationship with your gut and loving your gut. So that's um, at my website, candicewoo.com slash food or EP26. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about where I am on my food journey now, a bit about um, my body and what's happening now, the adjustments I've made, my work with my naturopath and um, feeling full, feeling nauseous sometimes. So we'll jump into that. This is more for your entertainment and uh, updates on my journey if you'd like to hear it rather than uh, that first episode that I did on food, you know, way back when the podcast was a baby. I probably sound really different in those early episodes, but some of that material is still very good and timely or could be if you're going through some food issues or food addictions, cravings. But also this episode could be interesting too, because I've gained some different perspectives on my own experience with food in the recent months. So that previous episode had some experientials that you could move through on how to um, work with your gut, work with food addictions, and had some of my own journey with it. And today will just be some updates on that for me. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. So I've been working with a naturopath because at some point I felt like I really needed to do something different with my nutrients, with my body. I felt like I was pretty healthy. So this was about in October of 2020 that I felt like I I really need to do something different or I want to try something different. I was feeling cold almost all the time, even when it was warm. And my mom would comment on that and be like, that's not normal. Maybe you need to gain weight. And I just felt like, well, I was eating intuitively, like whatever I felt like eating that um, seemed to do well with my body, but I felt like I was eating enough. I mainly ate proteins, meats, fish, eggs. Uh, I tried not to eat many eggs at that time. I think they were not doing well with my body. Like they would give me a bit of a stomach ache, 
but um, most proteins, some beans and lentils, but not too many fruits and vegetables. And that's pretty much it. I stayed away from gluten and refined carbs as well as dairy because it just didn't digest well with me and my joints would start to hurt. So I just listened and felt like my body wasn't really wanting those anymore either. And if we backtrack a bit, last year between February and about June, I was in Mexico. And if we backtrack more, if you've been on this journey with me, I was traveling. Well, I was in Michigan a little bit before that, but then I was traveling to all these different places with my partner at the time. And back in 2018, about March, I decided to get an IUD, intrauterine device for birth control. And it was the copper one. And after that, every single month for about two years, I bled an enormous amount more than my body would typically. So my period was like two days, two and a half days at its regular for several, several years before that. And when I was on, when I had the IUD, it was like five and a half days but the blood the amount of blood was like times two on any given day of what it would be so i just i almost like couldn't believe it i was like i can't believe i'm leaving losing this much blood like where's it even coming from so i must be losing a lot of nutrients and for the first several months i was in bali indonesia and I felt like I couldn't get the right nourishment. I couldn't get healthy and fresh meats. Sometimes I didn't have a working kitchen, so I have to rely on eating out, and it just wasn't doing the job. So I I felt sick. I felt sick a lot. I felt tired. Um, I had a bit of spiritual crisis at that point, spiritual awakening as I reflect on it and, and look upon that experience of crisis and expansion. But in the aftermath of that, things started to get better when I went to Australia and I was able to be in control of my eating and like food as medicine and find herbs and things that also could support me. But it was a slow process and I was still bleeding that much every month. And it, it took me all the way up until last year, Mexico. So I had it by, by then for two years doing that. It took me all the way up until Mexico to say, this has to come out. And it was during COVID times where I was like, should I go and see a doctor now? And I, I just, it just was the signal in my body that was like, get it out now do it now, no matter what it takes. So I think it was April or May 2020 that I found a doctor in Mexico and it was a very easeful process. I was so happy about it and um, really good doctor in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta. So at that point I knew I had to recover 
some of the nutrients, but it kind of didn't dawn on me. I think I had gotten used to by, by that point, first being in warm weather and eating lighter in the warm weather, but eating less meat while I was in Mexico. For some reason, I had it in my mind that I wanted to be vegan or that I should lean more towards that. And I, I would eat like meat or fish once a day, but it really wasn't enough. Now looking back. When I look back upon that, I think, yeah, I was having a really good life at that point because I was living on the ocean and uh, really didn't have that much stress other than my own cooking and cleaning. But the stress of being lonely sometimes because I was there for three, like in one place for three solid months during quarantine without really seeing anyone close to me, without seeing anyone really, except for the cleaning people around the building. So looking back, I think, yeah, that was actually quite a mistake to, to eat less meat protein or fish protein because I really needed to restore my body. And by the time November, October came around, that's when I realized something has to change. So when I began working with this naturopath, she basically did a lot of energy work, biofeedback, and pendulum to sense where my body was and what it needed And we did a bunch of tests with biofeedback. And basically she said, as she suspected, that my nutrients were depleted. And ask any one of my friends and they would have been like, what? I don't understand. Like, you seem so healthy. And it wasn't unhealthy, but I wasn't at my optimal. And because of the nutrient depletion... I think I was just running on like just low, low amounts of energy. Um, I just used what I had every day and it could have been a lot better. So my stomach probably shrank and it seemed like I was eating enough because I was getting full, but... Basically, my naturopath was like, you need to eat a lot more. And we're going to load you up on all sorts of very foundational nutrients so that you can actually build up to, you know, the more complex nutrients that you really need to have in your body that got diminished. My hormones were out of balance. Like I said, I was cold all the time. And my period had moved from that five-day last to one day. And that was never normal for me. So that was a signal to me that something had to change. And I was really also preparing my body for pregnancy. Um, Not that I want to have a baby anytime, like in the near future, but I knew that I wanted to, at some point in the next five six years, be pregnant, have babies, and feel good through the pregnancy, feel good through the whole process, good in my body. So 
I really wanted to get healthier and to feel more nourished. So in this nine, 10 months, I have improved so much. Like my nails are way stronger. I'm not losing hair like I used to. That was another symptom. There used to be like more lines on my nails and um, that relates to hormones and nutrients. My skin is a lot more nourished and like not as dry, even though it was getting pretty moist, moistened um, in the fall still. But I feel more energy. I feel stronger and I feel, it was like two months in that I started to feel warmer in my body. Even at night when I'd be really cold through the winter, it I just felt a lot warmer and the temperature that I'd set the um, heat to, I didn't have to set it as high to feel okay. And that was just really good evidence for me that things were improving. So at that point, or at some point, maybe three months in, my naturopath said, are you eating enough protein? Because they think you need to be eating more, 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 more. And she said, normally she has to tell people to lose weight or not eat as much. But for me, I had to eat way more. And her recommendation was like four servings of protein a day. So I got really serious about January, February. Well, maybe it was even March. And it just started to hit me like, okay, really eat more. And I just couldn't. I was suffering. I was struggling. And it touched into a lot more of the food, food, whatever food energy is living in my body. I don't like to create like a one-to-one answer for what could be going on in my body. So a lot of times it's a mystery and I let it tell me and I let it reveal itself or I sense into it energetically and see what reveals itself. Most of the time things show up and I get answers like this was related to my ancestry I think I talked about it on that episode, that food episode before where um, the story of my great-grandparents on my maternal side, that they starved to death and how that is a part of my food story. And that was really coming up this time that um, my great-grandparents had died but my grandpa had survived. I believe his siblings survived too. And he had to crawl over to get help. He he was so weak that he crawled to get help, but he survived and they, he lost his parents. And the pain of that disconnection started to reveal itself to me right during meals where I'd try to eat more than I was eating. And I would try to take a bite and I would feel nauseous. I'd feel like I can't do this. I can't stuff it down. <laughs> what is going on? And if I stayed with it that on any given day versus like forcing it all down, <laughs> then these feelings would show up. And then I'd be able to eat a little more. 
So that came up, but also what came up was, this is a while back, where there was a part of me that felt like I was a mermaid or from Atlantis, from some underwater kingdom, and that I had lost connection to the water, that I'd lost my entire family and like all my connections in that life or that dimension, whatever, wherever it's coming from, I don't really know or need to know, but it felt like it was such a great loss to not be with my people or my community and in the water and that the way to absorb nutrients, I was having trouble with nutrient absorption and the way to absorb nutrients in that life or that experience was to absorb it through the water. So (laughs) it was almost like that part of me was protesting eating in this life, eating food, biting it, chewing it, digesting it this way. And that shifted things for a little bit. And recently, what what came up was another subtle layer of some young childhood stuff where I had been having, I had traumatic experiences at the dinner table. Ones where I had some emotional abuse and like gaslighting. And I pretty much end up in tears every night for dinner and stuff it down and then run up to my room and cry. So I did have the wherewithal to eat the food, which is which is good, I guess. I, need, I really needed it. <laughs> but um, some of those feelings had to move a bit. And I said they were subtle. I, I've worked on that a lot in my early years of EMDR therapy. A lot. So I was actually surprised that it came up again. But it was just a hint of it, and I needed needed to touch into it a little bit again here. What really changed things recently, though, was stumbling upon this woman named Stephanie Buttermore on YouTube, where she, from the videos that I've seen, and I haven't really seen, like, the backlog of her videos, I've just hand-selected some of them, especially from her most recent two years. But she is a fitness and workout YouTuber and health and lifestyle. And she was lifting a lot and training a lot, eating the way she thought she should be eating and, and was pretty slim after she did like a bikini contest. And she began to notice some of these symptoms too, like being cold and her hormones were off. She almost lost her period or maybe she did lose her period. That wasn't totally clear to me. It sounded different in a couple of videos. But at some point, she noticed her insatiable desire to eat and just couldn't ignore it anymore and decided to go what she called all in, which was to let herself eat as much as she wanted And almost whatever she wanted, she ate a lot of whole foods 
And it wasn't just like all donuts, but she did eat a lot of donuts. All in meant for her to eat until satiety, until she was full. And in the beginning, what it seemed like was she was eating all day and practically wouldn't stop. Like she was that hungry. I I remember hearing a list of her breakfast and I thought she'd stop the list after saying, you know, two packets of oatmeal with protein powder, two bananas. I think it was something like three eggs. And then I thought she'd stop there, but she kept going and said like four sweet potatoes and a couple of other things like two bowls of cereal. And I was just like astounded. My surprise was more like, wow, she wants to eat so many things. And here I am. This was at the point where I was like, oh, I need to eat a lot more, but I just can't. I was doing it, but I just felt like I just can't and I don't want to eat anything particularly. And everything feels, everything kind of feels disgusting, honestly, is what I felt like. I was eating eggs again. I was eating all the same things I was eating before, but more of it. And her love for food just totally inspired me. <laughs> her, her experience of All In was based on a couple of doctors and other people who had experienced this and some research that suggested and and people have moved through this experience where if they went all in and let themselves eat as much as they wanted at some point, their appetite would balance out to what would be considered a, a normal meal or, I don't know, I don't think they use those words, but that it would balance out and her weight would go up and hit a plateau, but then naturally come to some innate set point, some some set point of weight that is just natural for your body. And that's what Stephanie did. So I, I'm not necessarily recommending it to people or doing it myself, but I was so inspired by her joy when she was just eating potatoes and fries and chicken even, like eating as much as she wanted to eat. And then she was eating things that I wouldn't eat. Like I wouldn't eat donuts really that are not gluten-free and dairy-free. And I have all these like requirements, right? And all those requirements really came out of what my body was asking for for many years. But I do have to wonder that, you know, because it was missing in the last handful of years, because it was missing some nutrients, that that could be why I couldn't eat a little bit of cheese or something. I don't know. But I I also know that I listened to my body throughout these, I would say, 15 years. And every day, what my body wants and what feels good for it changes and what seems to be more harmful or like the amount that can be harmful to my body changes and fluctuates. And I've tried my best to just go with it and listen to that. 
It's just that in the last year, maybe six months especially, it just more and more, my body is getting more specific and precise with exactly what it wants, which is why one week I'm like, okay, I think I can eat lamb. Like I love lamb. It's so good. And I could just eat so much of it. And then a few days later, after I've had some lamb, I don't want it. I, it, I feel disgusted by it almost. So I'm learning my cues again, like different cues of my body and feeling into that in, inspiring energy of just wanting to eat and feeling joy about eating and asking myself, what do I really want to eat? And seeing what that is and then seeing how I can offer it to myself in a way that that really fits for my body. Because sometimes, you know, I do want pizza, but I don't really think, like when I think about cheese, I, I don't feel totally good about eating it yet. But there are a few things that it has dawned on me that I want to eat that I feel like I could eat, which I couldn't before which is interesting. It just almost like switched like a light switch. I started eating yogurt, non, non-dairy yogurt, like a coconut or almond yogurt, cashew nut yogurt. And I would say probably eight months ago, my stomach would not like that. But now I love it. I love it. And it really is. I really credit Stephanie Buttermore for just her insatiable appetite being a little bit contagious and getting me to remember that I love bacon and maybe I just need to find a really good bacon without nitrates and without preservatives that my body feels good with. And so that's exactly what I did. And that last session I had with my naturopath, she told me that the signal that my body was giving was that I needed to gain weight. And when I told that to my mom, she was like, I've been telling you that for two years, which is about the timing of this IUD experience and everything that started to change for my body. So since I have really focused on it in this last month on gaining weight and eating more and creating an intake that's beyond what my um, capacity was before so I can stretch my stomach a bit more, let my metabolism adjust. Ever since I've been doing that, I've been sleeping way better. I think this is the accumulation of a lot of attention and care, but just to say now I'm sleeping way better. I have dreams, which when I'm sleeping great, I have dreams and it's really fun. I don't feel cold that often. I have gained, it's hard to say, probably like five or six or seven pounds. Because when I weigh myself in the morning versus night, it fluctuates. But I didn't weigh myself from the very beginning of this process. So I think I probably gained, you know, now that I think about it, I probably gained seven pounds. And, you know, if it's the morning, it looks like five. (laughs) I'll take every little bit I can. So 
The other day, I started to feel hunger cues, which I didn't realize I had stopped feeling. But when I felt like I had like a bit of a heat flash, and then I could feel, it's like this feeling that I can feel the cells in me kind of moving and being like, hello, we're hungry. And then I have a bit of a headache or my, my brain starts to get a bit fuzzy. I haven't had that kind of cue since I think college, which is probably when my weight was the most balanced. And I, I weighed more than I do now. And I had more muscle than I do now. So I had that cue again, which was cool. But then also I had a strange thing happen where I mean, I, I had started to feel hungrier more often throughout the day. So I was eating at least something small or a snack or like a smoothie drink in between meals. So I'm having something every hour and a half at, at least or maybe two hours. And while I'm feeling hungry, the other day I f- also felt disgust at the same time. So I feel like I'm starving I need to eat and I want to eat this, I think, you know, whatever food is in front of me, but I also feel disgusted. So I'm still working on that and asking the disgust to share whatever it is that's um, embedded with it, whatever it wants to show me. I don't know if it's my disgust. I feel like I it might be connected to an ancestral piece. That's my sense right now. But it was weird to feel so hungry and want to eat and feel disgusted by the eating at the same time. I didn't feel that today, which was cool. And um, I also have been working out, which I I never thought I'd join a gym. I, I guess I just didn't see myself as someone who'd be at the gym ever since college. I, I, I was at the gym in college, like, you know, the intramural gyms on campus. I used to be a bit of a runner and I decided to do a half marathon in my fourth year of teaching art. And I didn't train properly. And I would say I, I didn't injure myself, but I very much wore down my joints and I had a few heart issues at that time. That That is actually what really compelled me to begin my healing journey all together is that after that half marathon, I started to feel heart palpitations and I went to the ER and after four hours of of testing in the ER, they sent me home with a piece of paper that said I had pain in the tissues of the limb because I had some muscle pain in my right arm or like I felt like I was um, having I think it was sort of like spasms in my arm so I was wondering if something was more more wrong with me and they said it's just stress go to your internal med doc and I was like what are they going to do for me and I began to see a chiropractor who did applied kinesiology worked with nutrition, and worked with energy. And that was 
the start of my connection of how the body is connected with the emotions, how the body is connected and able to tell you what it wants and needs, how different muscles even connected with different nutrition that you were eating. It was just kind of mind-blowing at that time and how spiritual issues could show up physically. So because I was a runner back then and then it really hurt my body, I propelled myself into doing more meditative practices and yoga and Ayurveda. And that was really good at the time, but I decided to never run again, pretty much. I think I probably jogged a mile or two (laughs) after that in Chicago, you know, along the lake, but I didn't want to go to a gym. I didn't want to do anything more athletic. And I just let my muscles kind of balance out in whatever way they wanted to only by doing some yoga. And recently it's felt amazing to go to the gym to re-strengthen these muscles and to play volleyball and meet new people. It's been awesome. So I want to mention one more piece and that's pretty much it for this episode. That piece is that So I had mentioned it to my mom that I'm gaining weight and she's really happy about it. And then I asked her, I was just thinking about, well, how much do you weigh? And did you want to gain weight still? And every time we talk about this, she basically immediately says something like, well, if I gain weight, it all goes to my belly and I don't want that. And I remember that from all the way back to when I was in middle school, that left a mark on me. And I had the same experience in a way. Like I felt like I was self-conscious about my belly and that if I gained weight, it was going to my belly. Well, I realized after watching Stephanie Buttermore that it was all going to her belly at first. She even looked pregnant in a way, like her belly was just kind of bloated and bulging and sticking out. But then after a while, it started to move to different places of her body and it all balanced out in such a beautiful way. I think she looks amazing. And, you know, really it's not the look that is the most important. Like she feels good and healthy is what her report is. So when I look at myself and I see my body kind of trying to figure that out too, my belly is getting a little bit bigger But I feel like with the five to seven pounds that I have gained that it's starting to even out even a little now where it's almost like I feel a little extra skin around me everywhere. And I I really like how it looks actually. And I, I want to feel a little bit like I take up a little more space and more solid. And so that can come with the muscle building as well as I'll take fat. You know, everyone wants to hand me their fat. (laughs) I wish I could take it because it would just be easy, but that's not how it works. So anyway, I I want, and I like a bit of like a, like, I don't know, chubby, like a cute plump feel to my body. I'm almost there. I don't know where I'll stop or what 
what's next exactly, except for I do feel like my period is a gauge for um, some optimal weight. It will tell me when it's getting to be a good point. But in the meantime, I don't mind gaining the weight. I, I do feel like I got a little bit too skinny for my liking. Like some of my clothes were not fitting as nicely as they used to. And it's getting back to more normal weight for me. So all that to say that this inherited idea that I would just gain a belly if I gained weight, I really looked at that and cleared that up for myself. And actually, I don't mind my little chubby belly right now because I know that what I'm doing is healthier for my body and it will balance itself out. I'm not really even doing cardio at the gym because I don't really want to lose any fat and use up all the calories I want. I want a caloric um, abundance right now to build. So I just trust that it's all going to balance out and I'll take it step by step and see what else I need along the way. But I have started to venture out into more foods and be more experimental and really tune into what's joyful for me to eat in any given day and what really, what flavors really excite me. And that just feels way better than what it started to be, to become. It's, it hasn't always been this way. I think it just started to happen in the last, I don't know, eight months, 10 months or so where I felt like, oh, I'm just so bored with food. Um, but back to the belly <laughs> that if this is interesting to you, I just wonder what ideas have you inherited about how bodies work and how your body works or how your ancestry's body works, the people in your lineage, how their bodies work, because so much of it we say is genetic, right? And it is, it's just that also part of that genetic experience, that physical expression of genetics is related to the beliefs that we hold about what our bodies are looking like, how much we love or hate our bodies, what we think we need or don't need, and is it what we're thinking or is it coming from a deeper source of us? Is the body signaling properly? You know, I thought about Stephanie Buttermore and the belly that she had and and that she, once she hit that peak and plateau, then her body was feeling safe and feeling like, and I think these are her words, like she started to feel that her body felt safer and that she was, um, that her body kind of knew it was going to be nourished. So that is totally different from when she would stop herself from eating and still be hungry. So apparently she was just always hungry. So her body felt safer. And at some point it decided it didn't need that much. And she had to satiate it both physically and mentally before it, her body and her hunger cues started to come to something that we see as more typical. And her belly is 
not as big as it was in those first days. So I felt like with my mom, even that she probably, every time she saw her belly get a little bigger, she would probably stop the whole process and abort. So she wouldn't get a big belly. But I think if she kept going and let it plateau in a different way and trusted it, that it would do something different in the end, which is what I'm hoping will happen for me. I just trust it will all be okay. And really the main point for me is to feel healthier. And I already do. So So that's my food story and journey right now. And every day it's getting better. Every day I'm incrementally gaining weight and I'm eating whole foods and eating well. I'm still trying to listen to exactly what my body wants today, which isn't always the easiest thing because sometimes what I want I don't have or I don't have time to go get it or make it. So uh, thanks for listening and um, I appreciate you all out there just tuning in and hearing my story. And if it's interesting to you or if there's someone that could benefit from hearing this story, please share it, pass it along or hit the like button on whatever platform this is that you're hearing it. It's much appreciated and a shout out to all of you who nourish me on many levels spiritually emotionally by sending messages by sharing your story by sending a monetary donation to the podcast it's just so touching and i appreciate every single one of you thank you if you want to send a contribution to the podcast if you're in the u.s you can venmo me at my handle is at candace-wu-2. And if you're not in the U.S. or if you want another method of sending a contribution, you can go to my website at candacewu.com support. So great to have you here and thanks for joining me. Until next time.